All right, welcome everyone back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. And we were traveling back to a galaxy far, far away. And we are, of course, with Philbo Baggins, which is a different whole world. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have, oh, wait, Phil, do your welcome, welcome. Oh, welcome, welcome. There we go. And we are also joined by our Star Wars expert, Jedi Master Robbie. Hey, how's it going? going good although it would be better if you took that hat off <laughs> never two day baby <laughs> <laughs> hey i heard the slander i think it was on the last podcast so gotta represent <laughs> well you know <laughs> if, if you need to borrow the towel to wipe up your tears after the game <laughs> right. well, i figured this i'm like risking maybe this being my last uh guest host on this podcast by wearing this hat so well immediately when you when you came on the zoom i i did for a moment really think i think i could just do this episode with phil yeah you called me out you did <laughs> phil's got his hufflepuff hat on so you're you're all good yeah. phil and i'm i'm uh i'm trying to drink my coffee without revealing my mug until the big so if <laughs> i look weird if my Let's do that now, then. Bud. <laughs> Let's go ahead and show us your mug so that you can get your caffeine. Okay. All right. I have my Black Panther Wakanda uh, Forever mug. Nice. So, yeah. So. Now, I just have to say, I am an ultrasound tech. You both know that. And I, you know, we see we see little babies smiling in the womb and all that kind of stuff. There was one baby Christine, that did the, like, they did the Wakanda oh, no! Forever symbol. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Is awesome. I got a picture of it. But um, all right, that's an awesome mug. Robbie, what's your mug? Well, I had to make up for not wearing a Star Wars shirt by doing oh, a Star Wars mug. So. Very nice. A collage <laughs> of galactical awesome. Yeah, that's right. OT. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that is that's all the original? Is it a specific film or is it all three? Uh, it looks like it's kind of a bit of all three. Yeah. Yeah, because nice. the original Death Star is on there. Classic Han from the first yep. one. Right. The shooting pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, this is a, a, what's it called when you repeat? This is a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a repeat. I got my Jawa mug. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they were in this, this season, so I think it apropos. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, after oh. having this in the cabinet, things have been going missing. You know, I do have... A friend got me a tiki mug like that. It's a Stormtrooper tiki mug. Ah. I need to find... I should have I should have thought that. It doesn't have a handle. It's just a... It's like a... Glass. Just a glass. But it's... Yeah. It looks very similar to that. Oh, yeah. Except it's a Stormtrooper. And it's not brown. <laughs> it's white. And it doesn't have a handle. It looks yeah. like it. <laughs> but other than that, it looks just like it. <laughs> Other than not looking like it, it looks like yeah. just like it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we are discussing season one, or if you'd like to call it season 2.5 of The Mandalorian, the book of Boba Fett. So first initial reactions for both of you guys. Robbie, what was your first initial reaction of the whole series as a whole? Um, I would say good, not great. <laughs> Good, not great. There was some very, very, very high points of the show. Mm -hmm. And there was uh, just a few low points that just dragged it down a little bit. Yeah. Without being just completely great. Yeah. Still 
amazing Star Wars. Uh. Okay. Phil, do you concur? I would agree with that assessment. There was um, definitely some things I would have probably changed, but overall it was it was good. I'd probably give it maybe an 8 out of 10, somewhere around there. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it, it was good. It was good to see everybody that was in it, but like I said, I was just like, I, I question a few things, but we'll get into that, I guess. Right. Uh, I'm the least expert in all of this, but as a fan, which makes me an expert in everything, um, I agree with it. And I think it was slow moving at the start, mm -hmm. and then and then it just took off at the end. So, all right. So it came out last year, 2021. It's rated TV 14. Uh, the synopsis for it is bounty hunter Boba Fett and mercenary Fennec. And is it Shand or Shand? I say Shand. Okay. Fennec yep. Shand navigate the underworld when they return to Tatooine to claim Jabba the Hutt's old turf. It was created by John Favreau. And how do you pronounce Boba's actor's name? Tamar Tamara Morrison. Okay. A lot of people just call him Tim. Yeah, Tim. Tim. <laughs> That's a lot easier. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And here's yeah. something. I, I don't know if we brought this up before, but shout out to Ming-Na Wen because... Do you know how old she is? Uh, it always blows my mind. She's like 58, 59? Like 60, I think. Yeah, but okay. she looks like so, she's like 30. And she's yeah. like freaking amazing. It's like, holy cow. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't believe that. Uh, not that 60 by any means is old, but I mean, she doesn't. <laughs> she looks like she's in her late, late 20s or early right. 30s. My goodness. Yeah, she, and to do, I mean, the, the in her role, it's pretty... Um, it asks a lot of demanding. People, I mean, yeah, it's very yeah, demanding, right. physically yeah. demanding. Mm -hmm. And she yeah, does she, that backflip when she saves the motor gang or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Coolio. All right, let's go into chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land. And I went to go get a synopsis for each episode on IMDb, and it's you can see on our little sheet, it's like just one sentence. So the yeah. the synopsis for this episode is, Boba holds court. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Doesn't Not, give anything away. So, Not at all. What did you think of this episode, Phil? Um, overall, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked the flashback episode where you got a... Or, uh, uh, instance where you got... Yeah, a sequence where you got to actually see how he escaped from the Scarlet Pit. I thought that was cool. I mean, there, there's probably like 50 different theories on how <laughs> how he escaped and um i just thought that it was like really really interesting and uh to see kind of his life right after he escaped do you think it lived up to your expectation i mean all these decades of wondering what happened and how he could escape did it live up to your expectations um yeah i do i thought it was cool seeing inside the you know like with the other the stormtrooper in there and that did happen yeah. this episode right among us speaking right yeah yeah pretty sure yeah you know because i think actually in like some of the comic books and stuff he just got belched up he just he just caused uh the scarlet to have uh <clears throat> like uh gird and just he just like nah. so it, yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i gotta do the pun so is his name belchafet <laughs> I was really proud of that. Uh, Robbie, what did you think about him escaping the Star uh, Pit? Overall, yeah, I thought it was good. There was a lot of, like, different 
iterations in the expanded universe of him getting saved by a fellow bounty hunter like Dingar, and then there was other yep. there was other iterations I think where actually the Jawas save him too. There's been a couple different rewrites of it, but was yeah, uh, was... Dingar was that that a novel or was that because I remember reading one I... novel and then I remember the comic book. Like you said, there's like about yeah, you know, there's, there's several been a couple different, different yeah. Uh, I think the Dengar one was in a novel. Um, yeah. The Tales of the Bounty Hunter. Of, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I was fine with... I like that he fought his way out of it. He wasn't kind of like saved by mm-hmm. by anyone else. He managed to get out on his own and then the Tuscans come and find him. So, I love the fact that, I don't know if they did it consciously, but it the begi- very beginning of him emerging of this season of episode one was Patton Oswald's description in Park, Parks and Recreation. Let the filibustering begin. As many of you have noted uh, that use the internet, it has been announced that Disney has required the rights to the Star Wars franchise, and in the summer of 2015, we will see the release of Star Wars uh, Episode Seven. Herewith is my proposal for the plot of that movie. Uh, begin with standard uh, title uh, sequence and John Williams' fanfare, uh, followed by a scroll to be written. I would like to mention that Brian De Palma wrote the original opening scroll for Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. I think it would be a nice nod uh, to the franchise if he were to write this opening scroll. Then. Pan down from the twin sons of Tatooine, uh, we are now close on the mouth of the Sarlacc pit. After a beat, the gloved Mandalorian armor gauntlet of Boba Fett grabs onto the sand outside the Sarlacc pit, and the feared bounty hunter pulls himself from the maw of the sand beast. Okay, this is exactly... And we realize... Uh, that he survived his fall uh, during the battle at Jabba's uh, palace ship. Then do a hard cut uh, to a repurposed uh, Imperial destroyer, uh, which has now been taken over by the rebels. Uh, Commander Luke Skywalker. Like a glove gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) That was, I had forgotten, like that was not even in the back of my head when I was watching the episode. And then later I had saw the video. You might've even sent me it. Yeah. A video of Patton Oswalt talking about it. And then in comparison, it has Boba Fett reaching the glove out. So, yeah. He even cool. had an idea of how he could connect the multiverse, the MCU multiverse, with the Star Wars universe. Yes. <laughs> it all begins with Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, we also meet um, the Tusken Raiders in this episode that he forms attachments with. Well, what did you think of the Tusken Raiders? And, I mean, for me, I thought of the Tusken Raiders as bad guys. Were they not? Well, I mean, they're just trying to survive, man. Yep. They aren't, I mean, really, I mean, they aren't, there's, in the galaxy, it's like, hey, are you good or are you bad or are you just trying to survive? Yeah. So, they, I, one thing I'm glad they didn't do is take away the mystery of the Tusken Raiders and show their face unwrapped. I'm just, mm-hmm. to me, with Boba Fett, they had his helmet off a little bit too much during the series. Yep. And that took away some of the mystery. Because in The Mandalorian, you did see his face some. But, I don't know, they kept a fine balance of just, like, him being, like, this mysterious bounty hunter. You know, he just kind of showed up on his armor back. And they, they kept a bit of mystery. And, and he was really still kind of ruthless and stuff in The Mandalorian season, two. And I think they just, like I said, he they just 
had his had his helmet off too much. In the Do you series. think that could be because he's a different person now? He's no longer the vicious bounty hunter he was. I mean, he's he is, but it, he's different. Yeah, um, maybe I don't know. They, I, uh, yeah, I, think, that's Robert? what I was going to say. With the the Tuscans, I thought that first off with the Tuscan groups, I think that's cool, and it, you don't really need an explanation because I think there's kind of different tribes of Tuscans on mm-hmm. Tatooine. I think they even uh, when. The Tuscans and Bobo are communicating. They even say that they're not as um, aggressive as the other like tribes that are on Tatooine, yeah. mm-hmm. like the ones that you see attack Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, or the ones that took uh, Shmi from uh, from the homestead in Episode Two. Yeah. But yeah, I I agree with Phil too. Like with the helmet, it's uh, that that was one of the things with the execute like. Boba Fett should not be walking through the streets of Mos Eisley or Mos Espa with his helmet off. And, like, yeah. I'm cool when he goes into a building to, like, talk to people, sure. But, like, why is he walking around the streets with his helmet just, off? like, pick him off with a headshot. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and as far as the Tuscan Raiders go, um, you know, they they live in a hostile, ruthless environment. So they got to be... They're scavengers. They're living in the desert. They're survivors. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, I think I would have ruined a lot if they, they kind of took the wrappings off. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, if they did that with the Jawas, you'd be, like, kind of disappointed, too. It's like, you got to yep. keep that mystery. What they you take, take off the Jawas outfit, and they look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we know they're furry, according to Pelly. She said that, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the one episode. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's get on to chapter two. Maybe there are um, Ewoks under there. <laughs> yeah, sandy walks. Yeah, yeah. Like distant Desert. cousin. Yeah. Right. Uh, chapter two: The Tribes of Tatooine. Boba faces new challengers on Tatooine. See, it's so vague. The description's so mm-hmm. vague. This is where he's being trained, or he trains the Tuscan Raiders. Uh, using like speeders and and other things. How did you like this episode? This, not counting the back half, was probably my favorite episode. Okay, and why um, is that? Because of the lore building that it introduced us to, especially with the the Tuscan Raiders. Um, like just kind of learning more of how they survive and more of their uh, customs and traditions. I thought that was really cool and. Then you get the whole train chase sequence, which is like straight out of like a Wild West. That was cool. Um, yeah, that was a that was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I no, I have examples. Whenever we get to them, I have all the examples of major Western films uh, that certain shots and scenes were based off of. Like for the this one, it would be the Great Train Robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So yeah, that and they've they've done it throughout the season, and I think they, they did a really good job. Yeah, I like the I like the lizard. Was that this episode? The lizard. Yes. They called up his yeah. nose. Yep. Because uh, he has the vision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. I'm still too, trying right? to decide, but was that really a lizard or was that like a hallucinogen they had given him? Like, I don't know. I almost think it was a lizard just because it's like, it's that weird vein of Star Wars where it's like yeah. so outlandish, but it works so well within Star Wars. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> Just like the little, the black melons that they have in the desert. That's like, yeah. it's like, do they just specifically know where to dig up and find the melons or how do they, you know, but yeah, I didn't it's get weird those. and it works. And they hold water. They... 
I obviously not because that little kid was making them dig. It's just like, well, you dig them up. Right. You know? Yeah. I thought that they held some corner, like some sort of like milk, like a, yeah. you know, coconut. like there's almond milk or whatever. Like yeah, coconut, coconut, coconut or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it, it must because didn't he say later on it's like you bad, but you get used to it or something like that when he was. Yeah. yeah. I don't he think said that it tastes like bad one. and you can't hardly take it at first, but then you'll become addicted but, basically. Yeah. 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 Like every bad addictive substance. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to call them uh, desert coconuts. Yeah, right. There you go. Tuscan to coconuts. Oh my gosh, that's hard to say. Um, I like the gaffy, the gaffy stick. I like the sequence where he made his gaffy stick. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was kind of like your rite of passage. And, yep. You know, and they had a big community celebration after he made it. Had the big dance, the big celebratory Tuscan dance. And I yep. think that people that are watching this that aren't big, huge Star Wars fans and don't know these little symbols and things, like, I'm sure that you guys appreciated those scenes a lot more than me. I still appreciated it, don't get me wrong. But you guys probably were loving every little bit of it, um, seeing how they were made and uh, that the purse, the owner had to make it. And the the history of that, did they have those in the original trilogy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, okay. yeah, one went over, he was going to being yeah. luke with it he was gonna brain him uh but one thing i did like you know he kind of got intertwined with that culture and like when he did get back and have his uh armor on he wears like the same tuscan raider robes underneath his armor mm -hmm. uh that's instead of you know the little kind of cream colored jumpsuit that he he used to wear but he has he actually has the tuscan raider robes underneath the armor he incorporated into his his costume i thought that was cool yeah. My favorite part of this entire episode is, is this the one where we meet the Wookiee? What? what? How do you say his uh, name? Chris. Black Chris, Chris Santon. Yeah. Chris Santon. Yeah. I watched a 20 minute YouTube video on, on all of his history. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you watch it, you appreciate his character so much more. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. I think he might be my favorite now. <laughs> He's pretty cool. Well, he had worked with uh, Boba Fett before in the, the comic books and whatnot. Right. Some of the well, so what I read was he was with he worked for Vader at one point, um, and then who didn't work for Vader? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> but then he the scar above his eye is from Obi Wan, mm -hmm. and then he was. Uh, a gladiator and he wanted to volunteer as a gladiator but then they put him into like he became a slave but he was volunteering but they still made him a slave and so the fact that the point when boba says take the chains off of him he's not my and lets him go i think makes him choose loyalty to boba after right. that well what i what i'm wondering because especially you know then and and with this when they spoilers because they they kind of get in a fight um and boba essentially kind of saves him wouldn't he have like a life debt like chewy head with like han i mean i think he kind of does now yeah 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 they didn't like make it directly clear but obvious i kind of think he's going to stay within kind of boba's realm there yeah. do you think he's going to be in the obi-wan series i mean they got the character model like they've already got the character costume out so and i think the shows when they can try to already reuse some of the resources that they've made so yeah, why not yeah yeah 
I'm just super excited about him. <laughs> so what'd you think about the huts? That was cool. I thought that the yeah. the that's the best a CGI hut has ever looked. Uh, yeah. They really did go with the CGI. Um, it's I'm cool not sure to see. though. I agree with them just saying, "Well, whatever." You take Tatooine. I think the huts would be like more yeah. ruthless than that, and they wouldn't yeah. give up. They wouldn't, you know, they're gangsters. They'd be like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit of a plot hole too. That it's like, okay, Boba was gone for roughly what five years or whatever with the Tuscans, yeah. and now they're just now coming back in to like reclaim. The yeah, because who was technically over? Who was in his place? That was uh, well, Bib Fortuna. I guess Bib Fortuna, and he yeah. was kind of like he couldn't really control it, and he kind of divided it up, you know, yeah. among some other other people. So I'm surprised that they didn't jump in to fill that void like first thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, let's move on to episode three. Uh, da, 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 da. The streets of Mos Espa. I cannot keep these town names straight, except for Freetown at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember which Mos it is. Okay, Boba must deal with two very different threats. Okay, the, number one on this uh, episode, what do you think of the goody two-shoe biker gang? <laughs> didn't like it. I'm just going gonna, gonna to lead with that. I didn't, uh, I don't mind the gang, but it, it was like really out of place as far as like their, their little scooters. Yeah. Because you're living on Tatooine and everything's like beaten and harsh. And then, you know, they, oh, nobody can make, make ends meet. And here they have these pristine little, uh, yuppie speeder bikes, which out of the series, I think those were the worst special effects whenever they were riding them. It looked like they were going like five miles an hour. I mean, the original speeder bikes looked awesome, but for some reason, every time they had those little scooters, I mean, they're it scooters. just looked bad. They're, they're scooters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looked like they were going in slow motion, and I do not know why, but it just, to me, I just thought those were horrible special effects. That, that was the low point of the series for me, <laughs> that speeder yeah. chase. Yeah, it, it was like watching Spy Kids in Star Wars or something too. Yeah. I, and that's... the mods. I think if you put them on like a Coruscant or like a city yeah. planet, I think they would fit like a lot mm -hmm. better than a Tatooine desert planet. Where I don't know if they were trying to make a like some sort of contrast with how you were saying Tatooine well, is so weathered and they like stick out so vibrantly on there, but it, it didn't work. That was for me. Um, a little homage to George Lucas and American mm -hmm. Graffiti with the with the different cars. Uh, from that movie they were trying to do that but it it was just it took you out of it, it was like i said it was out of place because everybody's complaining we don't have money we can barely survive and then here they have these like really nice looking brand new right. bikes and their clothes went five just their miles appearance an hour. as well they looked like rich snobby little kids yeah yeah it just didn't match yeah. the planet mm -mm. and there's no dust on them I mean, yeah. come on. Everybody has dust on them but those guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then we also... Uh, is this the first episode with the pikes on it? I think. Well, did we see them in episode... We saw them in episode two with the train scene. Oh, right? that's true. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I think we learned more about um, that they kind of run that territory. Yeah, so what do you Just... think has happened since last we saw Tatooine and and the pikes taking over and Jabba not being there nor Bib Fortuna. Do, do, do the pikes just control everything? Maybe. I kind of thought we'd run into the Crimson Dawn in the finale because when we last saw the pikes in Solo, 
and I I don't know if we saw them since then, but the Pikes were like in collaboration with Crimson Dawn. You So, know what that means. yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll see Maul, but <laughs> yeah. That's my mall. <laughs> I was surprised that they didn't didn't have Maul in this. I thought it lent itself to, you know, I, I thought that was going to be a thing. I really did. Okay, timeline. We're going back into the weird timeline of Star Wars where everything's released and you have to figure out when and where it happened. Is Maul alive? Um, well, officially, I would say yes, because he was at the end of Solo. Well, <laughs> but, here's where it gets confusing. Yeah. Because he is alive in Solo, but then if you watch the Rebels series, which Yeah. is at, like a few years after Solo, uh, Obi-Wan and him duel on Tatooine, and Obi-Wan stabs him through the heart. So So I... has that happened already? Yeah, it, this is uh, five years after the Return of the Jedi movie. And then the, the Rebel series takes place just before Episode Four: A New Hope. So no more. A lot of... Kira takes over, if you read the comics, Kira takes over Crimson Dawn after Maul dies. So I kind of thought we'd see like a Kira... Oh. You're be mother of rancors. <laughs> yeah. She wait. What, Or what's mother of rancors mother mean? mother of crate dragons. <laughs> Even better. oh, I've got it. I've Yeah. I'm caught up. I'm caught up. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've that got works even it. better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I'm sad. You got me really excited, and then now I'm sad. Because if the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was coming out, if Maul found another way. To survive again, you never know. He did it once. Well, Maul could be in the Obi Wan series, though. Yes. Yeah, Well, he when's could be. that series? What's the time frame for that? Well, that's gonna that should be like, I mean, right, like as Luke's growing up, because I think he's gonna be there on Tatooine. That's gonna be his home base, and but he's you know still there on Tatooine, overlooking you know, kind of guarding Luke. Thank you, Ben. I think, what is there, 20 years between episodes 3 and 4? And I think that I've heard Kenobi Yeah. is, like, like right in between that timeline. So, like, 10 years after episode 3. Yeah, he aged poorly, man. Tatooine Yeah, he did. living is like <laughs> <laughs> Looking rough. that's kind of rough. Right, so uh, now I'm just confused whether I'm happy or not about Obi-Wan. Um, but, you know, if, if if you look at Fennec Shand, is that right? She's mostly robot. So Maul could be. Well, yeah, I mean, he kind of was, like, he got cut Just in half his bottom in the half. bottom half. Yeah. He was only half the man he was before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chapter four, The Gathering Storm. Boba partners with Fennec Shand. This is where he, this is the episode where he convinces the Lords to allow him to deal with the Pikes. How do you, did you trust them when you heard that? Not really. I, I figured, like, the whole reason they were having that scene was because it would probably come back into play later. So I figured they would end up selling out for the to the Pikes. Mm-hmm.
I, I did like the mobster feel to the, the it was cool. Like the, all the uh, all the rings scattered at the table. Yeah. Off of your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you come here on the day of my uh daughter's wedding. Yeah, I think they just kind of in the mindset of just like, yeah, we'll agree, but we'll sit back and then kind of side with like whoever's winning. Mm-hmm. You know, really, they're kind of fair weather. Fair weather, John. Fair weather friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now this is also the episode where the Tuscans are attacked and killed, and they pee off Boba. Yeah, which you know, it's really did they show like? I guess they kind of did like the same person that was training him. Did they show was it her dead? Was it a her? I can't tell. Yeah, well, it was Sorry. a she actress, but I don't know if the character was supposed to be male or female. She kind of had like dreadlocks or something going on. It just I kind of I think they did that so you could you could tell you know so there was a difference so you knew who who it was. But right, I kind of thought it would have been cool if one of them would have survived and like you know kind of I was hoping for that. It's like one of the same people would have survived from that tribe and you would have seen them kind of later on, maybe towards the end uh, with a big battle. I mean, but, does anybody have a Tuscan as a sidekick? They they're just they stay out in the desert, don't they? Yeah. That would be neat if he was on, he was like backed up by a Tuscan all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was sad. It was, you know, he kind of sent him off kind (laughs) of in a Tuscan Raider way, but Mm -hmm. especially a little kid, kid Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Right. I do like their dogs, though. I want one of those dogs. Yeah. Oh, the dinosaur dogs? Yeah. Lizard dino dog? Um, And if you think about it, Boba had his dad, but he didn't really ever have a family. And I feel like he had a family with these Tuscans, you know, helping the kid, teaching the the little Tuscan stuff. And then it just gets taken away. And I I just think that's a very good character story. One of the the things I don't think they did like a really good job at is kind of alluding to how much time passed. That he was with the Tuscan Raiders. Because, you know, of course, in the show, it seems like, oh, he's there a couple of weeks. But I believe yeah. he was there for years. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Yeah. But how would they have shown that? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's just that's kind of hard to do. But you kind of like lose that. And it just seems like, oh, well, he was just training for a couple of weeks. It's but... not like you can do a montage of holiday clips with the Tuscans, like celebrating Christmas <laughs> and birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is just them the same, wandering through the desert. It's just another day to them. Yeah. Celebrating life day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but no. Um, what else happens? Oh, yeah. Boba, this is what I typed on here. You can read along with me. Boba does a dumb, dumb thing and messes with the Sarlacc again. <laughs> now, is this yeah. the episode where you see, like, Finnick Chan get her implants her get get modded up i think I so remember. yeah because you I meet the so. robot doctor basically what'd you, what'd you guys what'd you guys think about that roberto um i don't know i i don't want him to like overuse that like because then you can just yeah. bring back everybody which i know yeah. in star wars no one's ever really dead <laughs> like like the darth maul yeah. for example but um well, and then not to spoil anything but the end scene with uh yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i feel like it needs i think they did a good job of showing that boba fett basically arrived there right after mando zoomed off after the kid killed or shot uh finnick but 
I feel like they showed that he got there quickly, so I don't want it to be like, oh, this dude's been dead for, or, you know, or Phoenix's been dead for hours, and Boba mm-hmm. comes and saves her. So I think they did a good job of making it seem like it was, you know, pretty quick that he saved her. But I thought the part with, the, like, the mod shop was a little bit cheesy. Just yeah. that whole, I don't know, it was just, like, weird. And I think it was like had, a tattoo parlor or something. Yeah, it was a tattoo parlor <laughs> where they're just like, and the guy, he's from some band. I can't remember, like, the the mod guy. He, the doctor he's guy? Like a, Thundercat, yeah. is that his name? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember yeah. what band he's from. That's but I just the character that whole, or the real person's name? I think that's the real person's yeah. name. Is Thundercat. Yeah. But I just thought that sequence was kind of <laughs> cheesy. I mean, I don't know. It was. Everything involving the mods was just a little, like, not greatly thought executed. Out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, uh, even uh, Black Chrysanthemum, he has cybernetic implants. Was it the Knuckles? Or no? No, I think, I believe he has, like, in the comic books and stuff, he's, like, kind of modded somewhat. Oh, okay. I can't remember, but we could be wrong on that, so don't... Uh, his name is Stephen Lee Bruner, better known as as his stage name Thundercat, an American bass guitarist, singer songwriter, and actor from L.A. Suicidal tendencies. Yeah. But he he was with them from 2002 to 2011. So yeah. there you go. Thank you. It's always a good day when you learn something new, even if it's That's Thundercat. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I thought she kind of took it well too when she was like, <laughs> "What'd you do to me?" It's just like. When you wake up and you're half uh, half robot, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Do you, would mean, you have wished you had died, or are you okay with surviving with a you know a an aorta made out of a tube? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There wasn't like a clinic like a couple more miles away. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that kind of makes it cool, but. I think that's just what they do in a galaxy far, far away. Is yeah. You don't save people with medicine; you save them with metal. Right. Another another thing about the mods, uh, the mod doctor where he takes uh, Finnick, I think that was supposed to be Tashi Station, right? I think that oh, building. I think so. Oh, okay. I was reading that. I didn't. It wasn't clear on the, um, on like in the show when you watched it, but I read an article afterwards that I guess there's a deleted scene in uh, the original Star Wars of the inside of Tashi Station. Oh yes, yes, yes. And Am I confusing that with? That. The- no, no, yeah, no! Yeah. You're you're correct. You're correct. Okay. I read that. Okay. Yep. So fun fact. That was a pretty cool Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Chapter five. Return of who, guys? Mando. <laughs> An unexpected ally emerges. So this episode was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, which I think, you know, any episode that she has directed thus far has been very good. Uh-huh. She's got a good track record so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's in her genes. Yeah. We've got Mando back. We've got Paley Moto. Is that how we say it? Pelly Mot- yeah. Pelly Moto. I don't know how her last name is. They call her in the show, they call her Pelly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, then we see all the different Mando, a bunch of different Mando characters. Go ahead, guys. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I, it was like basically an episode of Mando. I mean, it was a, I liked it. There was some uh, kind of weird choices in it. How so? Well, first of all, it's like, okay, if you're a bounty hunter and you're getting bounty, are you going to take the bus? 
I mean, wouldn't you have enough money where you just like buy like some kind of ship where you can, you know, it's like, okay, I got to take the bu- the space bus. <laughs> like Public <laughs> you know, transportation. You know I mean? Yeah, public transportation. You would have like at least, you know, bought some junker or something just to, like, where are you going to keep your bounty at? I mean, obviously he kind of just like cut off that dude's head or something or was carrying around in a bag, but like, right. are you going to check that? It's like. Put in one of those ice cream makers and like <laughs> little safes. <laughs> the Cantono. <laughs> yeah. Um, while I enjoyed seeing the Naboo Starfighter, I mean, what, what are you going to do as a bounty hunter with that? Other than like, I mean, it would have been cool if he would have had like a bigger ship and he could have used that as a scout ship, put it in the, the hangar. But where are you going to keep anything like a bounty or anything in that? I mean, because there's just no space for your weapons or anything so well, i'll tell you right when i saw it i thought the same thing i was like uh he he's like he lived in the razor crest how is yeah. he gonna live in this ship and keep all of his armory and everything but my first initial thought was that little glow the dome glass mm-hmm. section oh you know the, what that was for bod- yeah, like as soon as you saw it Grogu. come on yeah <laughs> but i mean yeah. you, if seriously then where are you going to keep all where's he going to keep like weapons or if mm-hmm. you know that was his line coming in like you can come in cold or you can come in warm i'm gonna take yeah. you on the space bus as a big <laughs> you know like like so what, what would happen if he would have taken him in i'm gonna cold? check, like check how, your body yeah. on the on the transportation yeah. yeah which like i said i think i think it's cool having a debut fighter but he really needs to have like a big ship he could have kind of he can kind of dock that in and use it as a fighter and maybe he will when it comes to the when you know, get to season three. Yeah, I think in season three, Amando, he'll be flying more of a like a gunship style thing, and he'll have his Naboo yeah. Starfighter docked in it. Maybe not at the beginning, but by the end of the season. Yeah. But why yeah. would they made a Why would they made such a big deal about building this one? Like they went through a lot of trouble to get this ship working. They they did, yeah. and I think I think a lot of the episode it was cool and it was fan service and everybody liked it, but it really just kind of there it spun its wheels because there really wasn't a point for having that whole episode. They could have just had that as like a little part. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it was cool. I liked seeing it, but really it didn't really move the story along. Yeah. Now, did you notice the cryogenic density combustion booster? Do you know what, did you notice anything with that? Is that, is that the one part they referenced that was in the garbage chute of uh Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I like when she they were holding it there. I didn't like immediately recognize it as that, but I was like, oh, yeah, man, that yeah. I've that's familiar to me. And then yeah. later on, I saw like on the internet that it was from the garbage chute. So, yeah, did they have yeah. to have it as a long name? Cryogenic yeah, density combustion booster, like he Mando <laughs> says it, like he said, you know, uh, right, the uh, filter, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One little, one little Easter egg, too, on that is, like, when he does have the ship and he's out, like, testing it, and they have the X-Wing, the two X-Wing patrolmen, the younger one is actually the person that played Luke, and they, they used his body. He was the actor that did Luke, and they put Mark Hamill's face on it for the yep. last episode of Mando. Yep. The season yeah. finale. Interesting. So, well, in yeah. the other pilot, Captain Tava is his name. He's actually, yeah. if anyone watches Kim's Convenience, he's the dad in that TV show. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen. I've seen clips of him from Kim's Convenience. Yeah, it seems like a pretty funny show. So, so that means that means Shang Chi's dad was piloting the X Wing. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about we get to see the dark saber again? 
Yeah. I I, lo- I loved Mando's intro. And he just... Yeah. It, they almost did a fake out where you think it's Boba Fett mm. standing in the doorway for just half a second. And then Mando walks through the door and you, like the Mando theme comes on. And uh, I mean, oh. that was a pretty great intro. But you get to see that he's like... He's still learning how to use the Darksaber. He cuts up his leg. And like he's just I, not great with it yet. But I thought that was like a super odd kind of choice because I, I I I was like okay this is foreshadowing because with the next episode where you're not to get into spoilers but when you're when they go to visit Luke I thought okay Luke's going to train him a little bit on how to use the dark saber I mm-hmm. thought that was going to come up and it's just like and that didn't happen I'm just like what what was really the point of like I I can't handle the the dark question saber. is the dark saber just basically a lightsaber that looks mm-hmm. cool or does it have a special kind of it's harder c- to control and only strong mandalorians can control it i think it's just an ancient lightsaber so the technology of how they built it back like it's like thousands of years old so ah. i think it's just the design oh, of Gideon it so didn't have different. a problem yeah wielding that's it. true that's true <laughs> yeah. So that's why I kind of didn't get that. It's like, oh, it gets heavier as I use it. I didn't really kind of get that, but does he mean there, literally or theoretically? That's, that's, that's why I thought they would kind of bring Luke and he'd get a little bit of training since he was when the next episode when you you kind of saw that he was going back to. I think he's going to get trained by someone next season. I maybe it's Luke, maybe it's Ahsoka, maybe it's I yeah. I don't know. Maybe Bo Katan because she wielded it for a little bit, but. Yeah, I, I think there'll be some sort of training. Um, yeah. I didn't get, you know, and you had the the lady, uh, the what's her armorer. name? The, the, armor. the armor. And she was like, oh, well, you know, you got you got that spear that's made out of Beskar. That's that's not cool. You can't do that. It's like, you shouldn't have weapons. It's like, oh, your weapons are made out of Beskar. Yeah. Your armor, they have the, the, whiz, you know, the, whistling, the, birds. the whistling birds. Those are made yeah. out of Beskar. Yeah, you know what? I liked her in the first two seasons of Mando. I don't like her anymore. I think yeah. she's uh, stuck up. Mm. Well, I, I don't. I don't like her. I want to punch her in the face. I think there's going to be some sort of fight. I think she'll be back in season three, and I think Bo-Katan will be. And I think there's going to be some sort of square off bef- between Bo-Katan and uh, and the mm. armor, because Bo-Katan used to be a member of Death Watch in the Clone Wars. When we first see her, she was a Death Watch Mandalorian. And then her sister, being the Duchess, kind of softened her heart a little bit. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I think there's going to be beef between them at some point. Galaxy drama. It is, yeah. (laughs) Did you think it was weird having an episode, you know, without Boba Fett in it? I mean, you have a whole episode (laughs) of, you know, you only have seven episodes. And then, like, two of them really pretty much don't have Boba Fett. Did you, I mean... Would you rather have had more time to focus on Boba Fett? I mean, I think it was it would be good to have the Mandalorian, but you have a whole two episodes just devoted to the Mandalorian. Do you think that was necessary? Yeah, I think the problem lies with the title. Like, it's called The Book of Boba Fett. You expect yeah. it to be more Boba Fett. But really, yeah. I think the whole purpose of the show was just like a bridge between the events that sure. left you off with Season 2 of Mando and then what's going to build for season three amanda like i think that's almost the whole purpose of the show more than it was to like tell boba's story i feel like all the star wars series like given the fact that they 
basically dedicated two episodes to not boba was oh. i think almost like maybe every star wars series is going to be like that where it just bridges everything to mandalorian maybe not yeah. one but I, right i wouldn't be surprised if any in every other season or series they have mando in it i think they're building the whole entire timeline around mando right now because mm -hmm. mando is pretty much a well-liked character and then along with Mando comes Grogu, and everyone loves Grogu, so they're going to want to... <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Oh, that's I'm, great. I'm, I'm uh, Pedro Pascal in the recording studio. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think they're really going to build all the uh, galaxy events around kind of those two characters for this timeline. Which I like. Uh, I mean, how many mm -hmm. other series do you see doing that where they're combining one character across several different story right. stories I story think threads yeah. yeah well and I, I i like that everything just ends up feeling very connected too yes uh even if it does mean that the uh the star character of the series is not even in the an episode for basically two the majority episodes majority but... of the of the series i guess yeah yeah right uh, what else happened in this episode? Oh, yes. So, again, another reason why I don't like the armorer, and I guess I don't like Death Watch or whatever. Or... Din reveals he took off his helmet, and then they basically shot in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, too, they're right. too hardcore. <laughs> is it, though? Is it? Or is he's it just gonna, a made-up way? He's going to redeem him. So, I mean, well, obviously, you know, they presented that option where he can redeem himself, but I figure that will be they're setting up the theme for the third season because like where are you gonna really kind of go from he's already met his his quest of returning the child to his people yeah so they gotta have some kind of purpose for him in the third third season so it's probably gonna be like try redemption or taking his mask off. Or, or realizing he doesn't need to redeem himself, yeah. that the well, death watch yeah. is cray cray. I think, I think that's going to be the thing, though. He's going to, you know, he's going to go on that quest, and at the end, he's going to have it within his grasp, and he's going to be like, you know what? I don't need this. Yeah, I'm good with leaving my helmet off. Yeah, I could see that. He's got, he's got to travel that journey, but at the end, he's going to have to make that decision, and it's just going to be like, eh. I think he's going to go out. back and find that lady at the member of the little village. <laughs> That he couldn't take his helmet off in front of, and oh, she yeah. thought that was kind of weird. But he's going to go back and say, hey, look at me with my helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you do like episodes. You did like episode five, it. but you also thought it was yeah. odd. I, I thought it was odd. Just like you said, I, I didn't think it was almost like a filler episode where it didn't really move the story along in a whole lot. I mean, there's maybe like was like an hour episode. There was like 10 minutes that were really kind of pertinent to the story. The rest of it was just like, hey, let's build this, See, this but car. See, for me, because you know? I, I, like, I like Mando better than I like the Boba story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are, you guys probably loved all the Boba stuff. But when Mando yeah. came in, I was like, I was engaged the whole, the yeah. whole episode, whether they were fixing a ship or, or actually doing yeah. something with the Darksaber. I was entertained yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah that's I, I was entertained. I, I liked it. I mean, I, I definitely liked it. It's just, I just thought it was an odd, kind of an odd choice. Yeah. Yeah, it just the whole, it, it's hard to assess like 
the whole series just because it does take such a weird turn from episode mm-hmm. five onward. But I yeah, I mean it didn't it just gets me more excited for season three of Mando. Like yeah. that whole episode yeah. did, so Yeah. Yeah. All right, Muggle with Mike listeners, Katie here. Uh, This concludes the part one of our episode about the book of Boba Fett. We talk so much about this series that we need to split it into two episodes. So part two will be coming out soon, and we'll be discussing the last two episodes of the season, as well as a quiz, Sensor Wars Returns, between Phil and Robbie. So stay tuned for that coming out real soon. Catch you later.